Hey there, I'm Adam Demetrician, the lead pastor at Pathways Church in Appleton, Wisconsin. And this is our podcast. I hope this message inspires you, feeds your faith, and ultimately leads you into a growing relationship with Jesus. One of the most raw, real passages in all of scripture that captures a what about when moment is found in the book of Luke. But before I read the passage to you, I wanna set context. So here's what has taken place. From loud cries on the cross, Jesus says these words. He says, Father, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And in that moment, the world stopped. For his friends and his family, the disciples, It was like the past three years that they had given their life to this Messiah. All their hopes were dashed in a moment. Their hope evaporated at the pounding of the nails. And this is how Luke captures what takes place at the cross. Luke chapter 23, he writes these words. He says, when all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and they went away. Quite a scene, isn't it? The death of Jesus on the cross, well, it was a what about when moment. It's like human history stood still for that very moment on the cross of Jesus Christ. So let me ask you, what about you? What are some of your what about when moments? Ever thought about that? Maybe you're in one of those moments here today. A moment after the phone call you hoped you would never get. A moment after the funeral and all the guests leave and the emotions that you've been keeping at bay come crashing in on you. A moment after that relationship falls apart. A moment after the doctor says, I'm sorry, there's nothing more that we can do. A moment, a moment after the nursing home director shakes your hand and says, welcome to your new home. A moment after that last child honks the horn, waves, and drives off down the street, and the house, your house, suddenly, it feels so empty and quiet. A moment after the judge reads the sentence, the handcuffs goes on, and your loved one is escorted away. A moment after the baby arrives, demanding more of you than you ever dreamed possible, A moment after you find a pink slip with your final paycheck. And here's the tension, right? Here's the tension, especially if you're a Jesus follower. We know that Jesus is our firm foundation, like we sang earlier. We know that we're told to cast our cares upon him because he has the power to undo, renew, and remake everything. But but there's tension inside of us because those what about moments, they They test our trust, our faith in God, don't they? And if you're here today and you're not a Jesus follower, you're on the fence when it comes to faith, or maybe you're a skeptic and you're just kind of checking this out. Somebody invited you today, you're watching online and and you're thinking, man, I've had some what about one moments and I don't know what to say to you because for me and for so many of us are what about when moments are really grounded in the fact that we have hope in our Savior, Jesus Christ. But here's what I do know. 
I know that there's wisdom found in the pages of scripture that speaks to all of us. So all of us are gonna gather here on this Easter and we're going to learn from God's word together. And so if you have a Bible, we're gonna look at a what about moment today where two individuals after the resurrection of Jesus. So would you turn with me to Luke chapter 24? You can go on your mobile device, download our app. And as you're making your way there to Luke 24, the verses will be on the screen if you don't have a Bible or a mobile device with a Bible app, no problem. But as you're making your way there, I just wanna welcome all of you here to Pathways Church on this resurrection Easter Sunday. He is risen, amen? He is risen, he is risen. And there's hope in the house because Jesus is here. And there's hope in your house. You're watching online to our online church family. We love you. Can we give it up for our online church family? Hundreds and hundreds of people are gonna be tuning in online today. And online church family, we have something special that's coming your way. I can't share it with you, but exciting things are in store for you as a part of our online church family. To our guests here today, uh, welcome to Pathways. Thanks for making this a part of your Easter weekend. You, you matter deeply to God, and because you matter to him, you matter to us here at Pathways. And our regulars, all of our regulars who were out last uh, Sunday because you were on spring break, raise your hand if you were somewhere warm. I talked to somebody earlier there in the Dominican Republic. Listen, you were warm. Your, your tans are popping, and I'm jealous because <laughs> I still look pasty white up here in Wisconsin, and I wish I had a tan. I get one this week though. We're supposed to be in the 70s. Hallelujah. He is risen. <laughs> oh, hey, one more thing. Uh, I've been here 10 years. This is my 10th Easter and we've never uh, started to use an overflow room. But today we have people in our overflow room. So can we give it up for our overflow? Yeah. Thanks for being there. I'm sorry we don't have enough seats for you, but uh, Jesus is in that room and he's risen and we love you and uh, we're glad that you're here with us. All right, let's get into God's word together. How's that sound, good? All right, let's go. Verse 13. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened, that what about when moment of the cross? These two travelers, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. Wow, can you even imagine? <laughs> Verse 16 says, but they were kept from recognizing him. So what do we know about these two travelers? Luke writes and gives a name. One of their names is Cleopas. Everybody say Cleopas. We're gonna give him a nickname. How's that sound? Let's call him Cleo. <laughs> Cleo and his friend, we don't know his friend's name, but Cleo and his friend are walking uh, on this road to Emmaus. They're going back to their hometown um, on this uh, resurrection Sunday. They don't know it's the resurrection and they have no idea that it's Jesus who's walking alongside of them. Scripture says that they were kept from recognizing him. But Jesus caught up with these two individuals with Cleo and his pal as they were making their journey back to Emmaus. Aren't you glad that Jesus catches up with us? Aren't you glad that we have a Jesus? You know, this story really is a picture of our spiritual journey because at one point or another, as travelers in this world, we oftentimes go down some roads, some paths, we go in the wrong direction, don't we? Intentionally, unintentionally, we find ourselves headed in the wrong direction. But I'm so grateful that we serve a God who has a son named Jesus that'll catch up with us. He wants to talk to us. He wants to share 
Even in those hard moments, when it's a what about when moment, Jesus is with you, he's walking with you. And he wants to share, he wants to reveal himself to you. In fact, the resurrection is a revelation. It's a revelation of who Jesus Christ is and can be in your life. Leads me to my first point of my message is, is this, that the resurrection reveals the power of God to all who believe. The resurrection reveals the power of God to all those who believe. You know, I believe that someone is here today, somebody is in overflow, somebody is watching online and you need a word of encouragement and I wanna encourage you with this word that Jesus will go to any length, any length to reveal himself to you. You are not too far away from God. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus's love, friends, listen to me. It has no limits. I don't care how far you're gone. I don't care how far you've walked away from God. You are just one step from turning back to him, amen? He loves you that much. His love is limitless, which leads me to this question. Why did Jesus reveal himself on this road to Emmaus? Why now? You know, I wonder if Jesus wanted to reveal himself to Cleo and his friend on the same road that the journey started out on. You think about it, they came from their hometown just a week earlier. Why? Because they came to celebrate Passover. It was an annual feast celebrated by every good Jew. They made their way to Jerusalem. And so they came and last Sunday we celebrated Palm Sunday. Hosanna, Hosanna, everybody is happy. Expectations are high. Jesus is going to overthrow Rome. And yet what does he do? He dies on the cross. And they're left with a what about one moment? And I wonder if Jesus met them on the same road. It was like, a, it was like a, a round trip, road trip, resurrection Sunday. It's like Jesus wanted to meet them on the very road that they started out on. That the Bible says that they had walked seven miles with Jesus and they didn't recognize him. Isn't it true that we usually don't see how God is at work in our lives while he's working in our lives? Isn't that true? We usually don't see it until we... We, we look back because when we're in the moment, especially when it doesn't make sense and our emotions are running high, we usually don't see, recognize the hand of God. We don't recognize Jesus in the midst of a what about moment. Just like Cleo, just like his friend, they didn't recognize Jesus because they were overwhelmed with despair. Grief was high, emotions, expectations were shattered. And there they were thinking to themselves, man, isn't it true for you and I as spiritual travelers, we don't recognize we don't really gain perspective until we step back, we move on, and we begin to have perspective about how God was at work. We're like, hey, you know, that was God. It was God in that moment. See, Cleo and his friend, they quit on Jesus. They, they, they quit on him. They quit on him. And, and here's what I, I kind of don't understand they quit on Jesus, even though that Jesus told his disciples, I'm going to be crucified, but in three days, I'm going to rise from the dead. Like, why didn't they just stay? Here's something I never understood about this passage. Why didn't they stay just one extra day in Jerusalem? Like, extend the, the reservation. Just call down to the front desk. Yo, I'm staying an extra day. Okay? You could say, I don't know how you say that in Greek, but yo, I'm staying an extra day. They could have done that. Why did they leave? They quit on Jesus. 
Now, they didn't quit, this is a good church term, they didn't quit on sovereign Jesus. They, they didn't even quit on, on strong Jesus. You know what Jesus they quit on? They quit on sneaky Jesus. Some of you are looking at me like, sneaky Jesus? I never heard of sneaky Jesus. What are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Sneaky Jesus, think about it. Jesus rose from the dead early in the morning when no one was awake. He pushed his own stone away and he bypassed a couple Roman soldiers. Sneaky Jesus. Sneaky Jesus wasn't born in the capital city of Madison. Sneaky Jesus was born in the backwoods like, like, like in Shyocton. <laughs> See, you guys think I hate Shyocton. I actually love Shyocton. I'm going to buy property out in Shyocton. Just, I do. Sneaky Jesus. Not in Madison, not in the capital, but in Shyocton. See, sneaky Jesus is the Jesus that when he was a little boy, his parents were traveling back and they couldn't find him because he snuck into the temple because he even said, didn't you think I was going to be about my father's business? Right here, sneaky Jesus. When the disciples were in the boat, you remember the story? And the waves were going crazy. Who appears next to the boat on the water? Sneaky Jesus. And you know what I wonder? I wonder on this Easter Sunday, I wonder if Jesus is going to sneak up on one of you. I wonder if you're walking down a road, you're in a what about when moment, and Jesus is going to sneak up on you and he's going to begin to talk to you. He's going to begin to say, you know what? Here, let me explain. Here, let me show you. Here, let me love you. Let me love you. See, this is exactly what happened to Cleo and his friend. And when they recognized it was Jesus, here's what they did. Point number two, the resurrection makes you return from despair to declare. They stopped dead in their tracks and they went all the way back to Jerusalem. They wanted to declare that Jesus is truly alive. See, they wanted to declare the resurrection of Jesus because Jesus was no longer just a earthly Messiah. He was no longer just a moral teacher. He was no longer just an intellectual individual. He was no longer a Sunday school lesson. He was a risen savior. They encountered a living God. He was the lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, a resurrected savior that defeated death, sin, hell, and the grave. And he came back to life to give us new life. And so when Cleo and his friend, they came back, I can imagine that they kind of did like what, what DeRay did on stage earlier. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus brought me back to life. Brought me back to life. I know that's horrible. I know I shouldn't have done that. DeRay, I apologize. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I just couldn't help it. It was just so cool when he was doing it. And I'm like, I wish I could do that. So... That's my first and last time I'll ever do that again. Apologize. <laughs> but they went back to declare, right? That's what scripture says. I mean, they got up 
And they returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 and those who were assembled together. And here's what they were saying. It is true. It is so true. It is so true. The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Listen to me. If you're an intellectual type, I want you to understand why the foundation of the gospel is truth. And there's so much evidence around it. The gospel was an experience first. It was an experience of a risen savior. It wasn't like Cleo and all the disciples said, hey, we better jot all this down, make sure it's all right, airtight, so that thousands of years. No, they encountered a risen savior. What seals faith in your heart is when you encounter a living God. They said, it's true, it's true, it's true. What Simon is telling you, we saw him too. And then verse 35, then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Kind of interesting how Jesus kind of shows up in just a very normal fashion. And then when he sat down with them and he broke bread, what was he doing? Sneaky Jesus. He was going back to the Last Supper, right? And then they saw, oh yeah, I remember. And their eyes, scripture says, were open. And then on the road, as they were making their way back to Jerusalem, here's what they asked each other. Were not our hearts burning within us when he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? It was a burning, friends. It was a burning of the heart, this revelation that, that, that made them, that compelled them to run and tell others. Let me ask you, what makes you run? Is it your fear? Is it your anxiety? Is it your need for control? What makes you run? When we look at this story, what made Cleo and his friend run? It was the revelation of Jesus. They wanted to run and tell people. They wanted to declare, man, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. Easter is powerful because Easter gives us the opportunity to run and to tell others that there is a living God who loves you. There is a risen Savior and you don't have to stay stuck in your sin. Oh, you can run, you can run, you can run. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a a disciplined, long-distance runner. I want to chase after the author and the perfecter of my faith, Jesus Christ. I want to run for his glory, amen? You want to run with me? Let's run. Let's run. The, the revelation of Jesus Christ is in the resurrection that creates this running stride to declare who he is and what he has done for our lives. Now, as they were back there and they ran to Jerusalem and they were saying, it's all true. Everything you heard is true. Listen to what happens. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them. So he's, they're in this room. They're saying, it's true, it's true, it's true. Jesus appears and Jesus says, peace be with you. <laughs> and they were afraid, even though Jesus spoke peace. It, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? They were afraid. When Jesus came to the room, he said, peace be with you. See, you can receive peace and it feels like fear if you don't know the glory from which it came. This wasn't a ghost. This was God's son. He was in the room saying, peace, peace be with you. You know, our world needs peace. 
You think what has happened recently in Nashville, what's going on worldwide in China and Ukraine, Russia, world economy, the moral filth, everything that is the days are evil, they're numbered, friends. Our world needs peace. Our world needs Jesus. He is peace. Peace. Scripture says that Jesus, he is our peace. He has broken down every single wall. He is our peace. Leads me to my final point. The resurrection is a release of peace. It's a release of peace. Maybe you're here today and you're wondering what that peace is like. The best way I can describe that peace is it goes beyond all comprehension. It's at just a different level. You know what I'm talking about. It's a peace that you could be watching a television program, a Christian television program, and you can come to Jesus in that moment. And it's just like, it just, it's a peace. The resurrection is a release of peace. And for some of you here today, maybe you're watching online, you're in the overflow, and you know that you need the resurrection to release. You need Jesus to release his peace in you, on you, over you, through you. For some of us, we're, we're at a place in our spiritual life, and we are called to be dispensers of peace. We found resurrection. We know Jesus. We know this peace. In fact, we have true freedom. We found joy in community. And for some of you, God might be saying to you, then be a dispenser of peace. Bring that peace to your workplace. Take that peace with you to your school. Take that peace to the, to the hurting word. To take that peace. Invite somebody back to church next weekend. Make sure you're loving people well. Make sure you're dispensing my peace. Why wouldn't you? After all, you found joy in community, found true freedom in Jesus. You know what peace is, eternal peace. Why wouldn't you invite somebody back? Why wouldn't you say, hey, uh, this uh, coming Sunday, we're starting a brand new series. I'd love for you to join me at Pathways Church. Why not? Why wouldn't you want somebody else to experience the same level of peace and the freedom and the joy in community that you have? Maybe that's what God is saying to you. I don't know how God is speaking to you today, but here's what I do believe. I believe that his Holy Spirit is active. He's here, his presence is here. And I believe that he wants to change your life. Every single one of us. He wants to continue to grow us and to speak us, to speak to us. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to this Easter message. I'm not sure where you are in your faith. I'm not sure who you are. I know many of you, but There are a lot of you that I don't know. God knows you. If you were to say, Adam, I'm here today and I'm a a Jesus follower. I know and I love Jesus. But he is speaking to me today. Maybe he is speaking to you to be, encouraging you to be a dispenser of grace, to release peace, if that's you. Just talk to him about that. Say, Jesus, I yield myself. I want to be a peacemaker, a peace giver. I want to impart peace to those around me. Maybe God has laid somebody on your heart and you've been thinking about inviting them to church, but you're nervous and you think, man, how could I not do that? God, give me an opportunity this week. Maybe that's how he's speaking to you. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe you're a believer and you're just, man, I've, 
you're just experiencing him at a whole new level this Easter. You just want more of him. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for all of you in this space as we continue to grow in the Lord. Jesus, I do pray for individuals who, you know how this message has spoken to them. It's so unique. I love how your Holy Spirit just takes his highlighter and and gives us exactly what we need to hear and the challenge and the comfort and the conviction. So I, I pray, Lord, that you would grow believers here today for your glory, for the benefit of many, many people. I pray this. You might be here today though and or watching online and you're like, you know, I don't, I, Adam, I don't know that piece. I, I really don't. My life is super confusing. Quite honestly, it's a little chaotic. I try to hold it together. I, I try to look like I'm wrinkle free. That I manage it well, but deep down inside, I know I'm hollow. I'm just a shell, a humanoid walking around. I got a love deficit in my heart. I've never experienced grace. All I know is the guilt and weight of my sin. And I'm like, oh, if you're here today and you need to make a decision, you need to turn, you need to do a 180 on the road that you're walking and you say, man, I, I, I want you, Jesus. I want you in my life. If you're online, you want to make that decision. You want to ask the sinless saver to cover and to remove your sin, then you can just type in, I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm giving my life to Jesus. But if you're in the room and you want to place your faith in Jesus on this Easter Sunday, you want the Holy Spirit to bridge the gap from your head to your heart. Maybe you're a religious person, but you've never had a relationship with God and God wants you. He's coming after He, he just He's saying, man, I just want to love you. Let me in, please. I'm standing at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. He's knocking. Would you let him in? If that's you all across this place, on the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand. I'll acknowledge you can put it down. One, two, three. Who in here? Holy moly. Yes. I see all your hands. Wow. You can put them down. Wow, thank you, Jesus. This is a holy moment. Wow, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you just made the best decision you could ever make. Wow. Can you pray? Can we pray together as a church family in full voice out loud together? Heavenly Father, Thank you for loving me. I want you, Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Change me. Renew me. I want to follow you. By experiencing your love and grace inside of me. I receive you now by faith. In the name of Jesus, the strong son of God. And everybody who agreed with this prayer, shout it. Amen. Hey, can we worship big today? Let's worship loud for those who are part of God's family.